Alright, welcome everybody to another edition of Warrior Talk. Uh, this is Matt, uh, and we're this kind of special edition. We're recording this on a Wednesday night at about 9.30, so this should be really fun. Uh, we're going to do our top 10 male athletes in what I have dubbed the Barber Era ever since 99-2000. And joining me tonight is Brandon Cook. Woo! David Corbett. I didn't know there was going to be a speaking portion. <laughs> Ryan Foster. Hello, everybody. And in the far distance, we got Dan Hatcher. I'm not going to talk. Okay. So, <laughs> so all graduates of Danville. Uh, I was a graduate of 05. The rest of these guys, 04, and Dan was 03. We also have the ladies in the background just listening to us. They get a mention as well. But, <laughs> yes, right. So, but first, we would like to, you know, uh, send our thoughts and prayers out to. Uh, Coach Dick Burrows and his family, uh, if you were not aware, he passed away this past week. Um, he was a legend in the community. Uh, everyone has at least a story about him, if not many. Uh, he taught my dad, who's in his 60s. I mean, he taught about just about everybody in the community. So uh, our thoughts and praise go out to him and his family. So... With that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, this is a debate probably everyone's had at their high school at some point or another, I'm sure. Is that sound about right? I mean, at some point, you just ask, you know, who's yeah, the best, whether sure. it's your class or, you know, the last five years or whatever. And we're going to try to narrow this down. There's, It's probably going to get heated tonight. Uh, if we don't finish the podcast, it's because something has been broke <laughs> or someone has been knocked out. Um, either way, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is something I'm really passionate about. <laughs> yeah, it could get, yeah. You should be, Dave. You should be. <laughs> should All right, be so, first off, we'll get with our honorable mention. All right, we go start right off. Going right into the list. Yeah, we're going right into the list. Honorable mentions go to Brock Hudkins and Neil Malloy and Matt Dugan. So, Brock and Neil both. Uh, won two state championships as wrestlers, single sport athletes, but yeah, uh, yeah, single sport athletes apparently to the panel <laughs> did not uh, favor heavily, but they have to at least be mentioned because they're, I mean, they're state champions, multiple state champions, multiple state champions, and we don't have many of those in school history, so uh, yeah, three. Sorry, Wendy Robinson. On the female side, it was also uh, a state champion. credit, though, this is only a male list. This is a male list. Male list only. So, uh, oh, Tim. Oh. Get him in. So, we wanted to definitely recognize those two, but, you know, when it came down to our list, they, sorry, it just didn't happen. But we also want to mention uh, Matt Dugan as well. Three-sport athlete, football, basketball, baseball. Baseball, I think, would be his best sport. Rhino excelled at baseball. Excelled at baseball. Uh, I mean, you can't say much about him. He's still involved. He trains athletes now. I mean, I think everybody's in pretty consensus that yeah. he worked harder just than about anybody. So we just wanted to mention those three before we hopped right into the list. Is there anybody else I'm missing honorable mention that didn't come up on the list, guys, that you would just on a personal note like to mention? Brandon. Do it. I still want to mention Clint Hemsel. Clint Hemsel, all right. State hey. quarterback, or leading a team to state in quarterback, and uh, some other stories from growing up, but. Legends. Legends. Yeah. Urban yeah. myths. Urban myths. 
So, but Clay Hempsel's on my honorable mention list for sure. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody? Go I watch. would throw my brother above them, but <laughs> T, to, T to the Y or just Tifo. I like it. Ty Foster for sure. Should be higher than some on the list, but. <laughs> well, and we don't mention it, but some people in this room were some pretty legendary athletes at Danville. Yeah. I'm Dan Hatcher. Hatcher. You're making me blush. You're making me blush, Corbo. I, mean, I was talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dave was a two sport legend. He was. Solid tennis player. I was uh, number one doubles junior varsity tennis. <laughs> we we can. Our apologies, Dave. The only the only team to ever make somebody uh, injure their own teammate with a tennis racket in the back of the head. So I still hold that record. <laughs> it wasn't me. You don't look at me. I was there. Yeah, Brandon was there. No, oh, that sounded like concrete. No, oh, that's too good. <laughs> Most watched yeah. JV tennis team Thanks in the state. Gilmore. Yeah. Um. So we're also watching the Purdue Arizona bowl game as we do this. So if there's you know if there's lull in it or just sudden cheering, right. that's why. But I, I guess we'll just kind of hop right into it. Um, at number ten, we have Jake Powers, Dan, that guy close to your heart. I know you didn't want to talk, so Jake Powers was on the list because obviously he's a great athlete, uh, no question, Division one football player. Uh, at IU, but uh, yeah, effort. I mean, there's there's no one that put in more effort into their sports than Jake Powers. Uh, but he was a, a Mr. Football at his position his senior year, um, all state. And I think that that's what put him John, on the list. yeah put him on the list more than anything was you know regardless those position awards are regardless of class right so i mean you're going up against four five a anybody else in the state at that position so that it's in itself was worth noting and then like you said the hard work he was a four-year varsity player in football also did track i will say watching jake play on a really good football team a team that went up against a chart chatard that should have gone further he was the highlight of that team. I mean, watching him play offense, defense, it didn't matter. Special teams actually is what jumps out to me. It's because he was always on the kickoff team. Yeah. And he would always be the first one down. It didn't matter who else was out there, the fastest guys out on the field. He would be the first one down the field every time. In college at IU, I mean, he was multiple Big Ten uh, special teams player of the week. I mean, that, yeah, that's where he excelled. But, yeah. But yeah. Jake deserved to be on here because of the, the football accolades and then basketball, track. He played other sports. Uh, could have excelled at any sport he did. But oh, the yeah. effort he put in. Uh, Honestly, in middle school, because I was a wrestler, Dan, obviously you were a wrestler in high school. Uh, for a little bit. For a little bit. That was not good. Not good. <laughs> but I thought that was a sport he would actually keep going with in middle school oh, would yeah. be wrestling. I thought he would have been a fantastic wrestler in high school. Decided not to. But, you know, he's number 10 on our list and I, I think well-deserved. So, if that's where we're starting, you know, the list is going to get better as we go. Number nine tonight, we put Kale Burdick. And One of my personal favorite choices. So this is kind of a sleeper pick for those of you who are not familiar with Kale. He was a high school wrestler and a good high school wrestler, but it, that's not exactly what he excelled at. He excelled at water skiing, which obviously in high school you don't have like a high school team. But he was a junior world champion water skier. World. We're not talking state, national, or anything like that. He was a world champion at it. And 
I was looking. Through, he has his, a. He has his own uh, website. It's kaleverdict.com. There you go. Not only that, but in college, he had a Facebook group that was yeah. Kale Burdick's abs. Right. So yes. Now he's a legend. Glorious abs. Yeah. Gl- yes. Glorious abs. <laughs> so it, it's it's one of those it's like. Who is this guy? Was he that great? It was like you look at his high school accolades and it, nothing shows up. But you got to dig a little look deeper. Look him up on Google. Yeah, and right. the only reason he's probably on our list is like we got three guys that went to school with him go, and actually knew what he go did. Go down 36 to 75 when his family built a lake for him. Yes. That's what you have to know. <laughs> and if you guys are familiar with Beaster Deddy, who is also a really good water skier, he's that. that's the guy he learned from was Kale Burdick. So, I mean, if you're – Familiar with Beaster, you have to be fami- familiar with Kale Burdick, but that's the reason he's number nine. I mean, he's a world champion. He's the only one on this list that can have that claim. So he's number nine on the list. Is anything right? I this mean, is a very controversial pick because, like you said, he didn't represent the school water skiing for Danville necessarily, but with those kind of accolades, he had as, to be on the list as an athlete from yeah. Danville. Right. So. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like just from an athletic standpoint, he was a great. Athlete. I mean, I think he could have excelled at just about any sport. I don't know. Did he play? Did he play football when he was younger, or any other sports guys? I Corvo. know nothing about. Him. No idea. He moved in. Uh, he, he's a. He's he a, moved he's in. A myth. Uh, he's a unicorn. Year, I think, yeah. He may have been track. I don't know. <laughs> but th- that's that's the reason. I mean, world champion goes a long way. I, I feel like so. he's still a professional water skier. Right. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. still does it to I this mean, there's day. There's an argument for him to be the top choice, right? Like, I mean, as far as prestige and accolades, I mean, nobody you know, else. Steve does still like being a professional in his sport. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're going beyond the high school, we we can't fail to recognize Jake Powers. I mean, he he went to Indiana to play football. Uh, I mean. He had three different head coaches while he was there, so that that didn't help. But I mean, for you to go to a Big Ten school and play college football, that I mean, that's a big deal. I think he was the fir- maybe the first one to go to a Big Ten school, at least from Danville. I know we've had some D1 players before, but at that kind of level, speaks volumes to that. So at least Jake, in recent history. Yeah. So Jake Powers at number ten, Cale Burdick at number eight, and or sorry, number nine. At number eight, we're gonna we're gonna take Travis Carroll. And I, this was a controversial pick. This was I a know. stew pick. Especially for all of us that went to Purdue and love Purdue athletics. A very controversial pick. A stew pick. Yeah. He's all time all time leading scorer in Danville history. Lead. <laughs> so he all he also lead he's all time blocks leader uh, in Danville history. He was a Indiana All Star. He was the Indiana Gatorade Player of the Year. He ended up going to Purdue to play Big Ten basketball. I mean, I feel like his you can't you, you can't, can't argue with what he away did. From those yeah, you can't. It's just it's it's hard to do. And Purdue just scored, so <laughs> that's what that little smack yeah, you heard. So, uh, so there we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean Travis Carroll coming in at eight. I I mean you have no, to put him on the yeah you have to put him on this list you have to yeah for high school accomplishments i think you have to put him on the list yeah i mean he just he did too much he, i i understand that a lot of us were putting a lot more emphasis on multi sport athletes and i get that but even as a one sport athlete for like, his his sport yeah and i tried to argue for the wrestlers to get up here. i mean we don't have that many state champions let alone two guys that won it twice so but 
it is what it is. We'll kind of maybe just drift away from Travis for the, for the time being. No, that's it's the beauty of the list, right? Yes, it, no and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to ruffle some feathers, and that's the point of a list. You know I'm what I mean? But, yeah, <laughs> we got Dan. I'm fine. I'm cool. So, uh, But this the, the discussion happens if you haven't had it before, and... You know, I'm sure we're going to leave people off, whether it's honorable mention or the list in general, but that's kind of where we're at. So, number seven, this is going to be great. Uh, number seven is Adam Stewart. Yes, my brother. Big uh, Stew. Yeah, Big Stew. <laughs> Big <laughs> so, he comes in at number seven. Slightly <laughs> He comes in at number seven. Uh, he was a multi-sport athlete, football, basketball, and then he kind of dabbled in a third sport from time to time. But When it interested him. Yeah, pretty much. I think he played baseball as a freshman, did track one year, and all that good stuff. But Like we talked about, his reason for being on this list is, one, being an all-state receiver in an option offense. He was the Calvin Johnson of Danville option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, two, he had his Heisman moment in the state game. Single greatest catch of all time. Yeah. Oh, no, it was just right, his conference was, Yeah, it was in the Dome game. Yeah, it was, a, it was a Dome, dome so game. So, for those of you not know what happened, so he went over the middle – quarterback hitting perfectly in stride but it was he left him out to dry a little bit he got absolutely destroyed over the middle of the field held onto the ball helmet went flying and then he just stood up and just you know pointed first down like nothing happened like all he did was trip or Should not have gotten arms outstretched like the new messiah so that was kind of his heisman moment but like like we said, he was an all-state wide receiver in a triple option offense. Hard to do. Um, and then, I, I'll never forget, too, watching him. I th- believe it was against Cascade, and they made all the TV channels and everything. But going up, looked like he was going for a layup, threw a pass behind his head to somebody. Oh, yeah. Just put it in not, like it was nothing. So, and, and that was basketball. Obviously, yeah. But, somebody and, had a great career, by the way. I don't know who somebody was. I'm just saying somebody probably had a great. Career. Was that you? No. Oh. I didn't play what? with Adam. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm just giving credit to somebody. Yeah, I don't know who he gave it to. But. So yeah, he is. He's second all time in assists at Danville. He's second all time in steals and recovery at Danville. He was a four. He was basically a four year starter uh, for the varsity basketball team as well. Uh, he made some ridiculous passes. Like I mean, it was just it was pretty amazing what he could do on the basketball court. Um, well, but, he was an attitude guy. Like, oh, yeah. Speaking of oh, you don't have know, to tell me. I was well, I, Positive I up, and negative. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up with Adam, you know, being one of my brother's friends, like sort of a legend to me personally. <laughs> but when he's on the court, like you knew that he was going to be the guy to talk to the other team, to get in somebody's face if there's a fight. You know, like I feel like he brought an attitude to the team that uh, is invaluable sometimes. Good story about Adam and fights. So we were up at West Lafayette one year, and he decided to get in a fight with the head coach's son right in front of West Lafayette's bench. So, you know, all of West Lafayette's team gets up and gets in his face. So he didn't back down. I'll give him that. But then, not not, not, not one of the finer moments, but after the game. Uh, uh, West Lafayette students decided to throw rocks at the bus. So yeah, that was not our greatest moment, but but it's so. He also has the greatest basketball punt in basketball practice history. <laughs> you tell. Well, he did hit the upper deck with a punt in a five-on-five drill. I'm 
Practice legend. Practice legend. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Would be the best way to describe that. Yeah. So practice. So Adam. Oh, hey Ivy. All right. Adam comes in at number seven on our list, and now we started getting to where you know we were kind of splitting hairs with some of these guys. At number six is Nick Scott. So Nick Scott, also two sport athlete, football, basketball. He is, I think, the career leader in interceptions for football. Uh, does he still have the scoring record? I'm sorry, he's a season record. He has a season interceptions. 12 in a season. Uh, from a football standpoint, he was a great defensive back. Um, could do it all. Safety, corner, didn't matter. Uh, I think he played wide receiver on the uh, offensive end as well. From the basketball standpoint, that's where he really excelled. Um, he he was He's the single game points leader with 43 points in a game. Uh, it's just... It, like, he was one of those guys where it didn't come in bunches. Like, he just scored constantly throughout the game. Like Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's just like, at the end of the game, when you say he had 25, it's like, what, huh? He, <laughs> he shouldn't have had 25 That's points. Quiet. I remember yeah, being very a quiet freshman in that game and filming that game, and it was just three, three, layup, three, 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 layup. That was Brownsburg, I, I believe. No, uh, was it Brown or Zinesville? I thought it was Zinesville. I thought it was Brownsburg in the county. Either way, I remember watching. He's, we still have it on film, and I'll pop it in every now and then. And it, it was. I think he only got to the free throw line like three or four times, and that was 43 points. So everything came three, from the three, floor. Three, three, Yeah. Everything came from the floor, and it was just – it was one of those games. It's like, man, oh, man. You didn't realize it until it got late, and people started adding it up. And then yeah. And like – the crowd started watching it, and when as I was watching the film, I could see guys on the on the bench. My brother specifically, you could tell like every time he shot, they would stand up, and it's like you didn't know if Nick really knew when it was happening, or guys were telling him, or if coaches knew, or anything. Or if, I doubt the crowd really knew, but it was one of those. It was one of those games. It's like wow, I can. You knew something special was happening. Yes, and I've everybody seen, did in the whole building. And I'm telling you, that's it's hard to do in high school. There's only 32 minutes in a high school basketball game. So for a guy to score 43 points in 32 minutes is ridiculous. And I've seen a bunch of our players. I'm on the coaching staff now, so I've seen a bunch of our players get close. I've seen guys with like 37, 39. I've even seen guy kids get up to 40, and it's like they just can't get over that hump. So like 43. That's I mean that's ridiculous. I mean so Nick Scott came in at number six. And so and we're talking about the all time. I say it should be mentioned. He also had a great career at Franklin. Yes, he, I, I mean, I actually got to play against him in college, and it was fantastic to uh, play against someone you actually played high school with. Yeah, I mean, like you said, four years at Franklin. I mean, that's not easy to do. I don't care what college level you're playing at. I mean, so for him to have that kind of career is awesome. Real quick, not to take this on a tangent, but the most important, uh, or not even the most important, the most significant record in my opinion was the rebound record which was more than the point yes for was. a long time or it was john even hunter, yeah it was yeah. even it was john hunter 42. having 42 rebounds yes <laughs> not to go way out of our list but i'm just yeah i am glad the singles point record. record is now higher than <laughs> yeah. the rebound the record. 42 <laughs> rebound <laughs> record but that will never that's be still broken. the greatest rebound of all time in i don't history. that might be a state record i don't know but i have to look that up so yeah nick scott came in at number six you know and and that's i mean in itself i think he even holds a couple other than the the scoring record uh no i'm sorry actually i don't think he does but 
I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, single game record holder in basketball is at number six. So our top five is going to be hard to beat, I feel like. And I think everybody's kind of on board with our top five, at least, I hope. Uh, so coming to number five is actually Lance Robinson. Number five on Tater. our list. Tater. Shout out, Lance. I know you're listening. <laughs> so Lance Robinson comes in at number five. Two-sport athlete, football, basketball. On the football field, he he was actually an all-state tight end. They listed him at tight end. And <laughs> we got a couple guys chuckling. There was nothing tight about his game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tater across the board, I think. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he was an All-State tight end his senior year. He held the school re- school record for yards, uh, receiving yards in a game at one point. I mean, it was he was one of those guys. It's like you, when he first would do something good, it's like oh, he was just in the right place, right time. But then it would constantly happen. He's always in the right place, and he was always at the right time. And it's like. Man, this guy knows where to be, when to be there, all of the time. He's and very that, clever. He, he's clever. Oh, yeah. he, he, I, he was deceptively shifty. I, you guys might not think that, and that's one of those things. But because you, he kind of lulls you to sleep with his speed. I mean, he's quick, <laughs> but his first step. I mean, he knew, like, he knew no how offense, to get a gain an advantage with his. No first offense step. to Lance, but you would you'd watch him, and he wouldn't think much of it but as soon as you were up against him oh yeah he'd go right by you. he knew like, how to he use knew his body how to, yeah. well i mean he exactly he, he was I, I still to this day he's probably the smartest basketball player at least that i've ever played with like he just like he just knew how to make the other guys around him better he i mean he just understood the game really well but i mean that from a football standpoint he was all state as a tight end and in basketball he was even better he's top He's second all-time in points uh, in a career. He, I know he's top five in assists. He's top five in rebounds. I mean, he was a great all-around player. He was a junior all-star. Uh, his senior year, he won a sectional. Uh, took Newcastle, who ended up winning state that year, to the brink that year over at Newcastle. I mean, it's like... He, he he did it all, yeah. and then he had he had a great great career up at Aurora, uh, where he played. I mean, he was a regional All American while he was up there. He, he made the tournament all four years. He was at Aurora, uh, and now you know it's paid off. He's now the head coach at Aurora. So I mean, Ryan, you played with him more just as much as I did. I mean, like I said everything was said. You know, very heady player. Probably the second best player behind Travis in basketball at Danville, not knowing much about John Hunter's career other than yeah, right. his numbers. But he's right up there at the top. You know, very smart guy basketball-wise. His intelligence carried him in all aspects <laughs> of his sports. Probably the only great basketball and football player to be kicked off the baseball team by Slick Foster. <laughs> but, uh, that's because he went to an AAU tournament when he said he had a hurt ankle and missed a baseball game. But Rhino's going to throw him completely under the bus. I love it. But Tate knows that I love him. So, the Tate, we love you. I think the funny thing about Lance, too, is that you know, anyone can argue maybe he's the worst athlete in his own family. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And this sure is a long, yeah, possibly. It's a long line of great athletes. I mean, Scotty was a great athlete in his... Oh, all the Robinsons were great. He and took all Ryan the smarts the from way. the older guys coming down and turned them into 
his own greatness. Except I've seen him airball a free throw. Because you don't <laughs> shoot several. You don't shoot free throws in street ball in, <laughs> in Old Farm Danville. <laughs> Ain't no free throw. If he'd have hit free throws, he'd be the all-time leading scorer. No, you, you, <laughs> he might be right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's where he's at. I mean, his accolades speak for themselves. I mean, he, I mean, he killed it. I mean, there's no other way to put it. But he came in at number five. So number four. I love this. I, James Flanagan. And to me personally, I feel like James is a guy that kind of gets under the radar. Like, he he gets kind of lost in the shuffle sometimes. James is one of those guys that you heard about. Like, I thought he was a senior way before. He, like, he was a sophomore when I thought he was a senior. Watching him playing and everything. And realizing, like, coming up through high school with him, that he's still, like, every year he just got better and better. As a linebacker, there. I mean, he, it's hard. I mean, him and Jake are both right there. I mean, you can't. I don't know that I've ever been hit harder by a person <laughs> than when I was hit by James Flanagan. When I, was, I, I was varsity. He was varsity, just doing drills, and he knocked the snot out of my nose. It was, <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. I didn't remember the next thirty minutes, but it was awesome. <laughs> it's a great feel. Yeah, I mean, to me, James Flanagan is like an urban legend. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that—that's how I feel about James Flanagan. Like he was just an absolute, like well, he could have been a star at baseball. He he was he was. He could have took track. up wrestling. He could have been wrestling great, yeah. and been great at it. I mean, not yeah. basketball. He was terrible at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jimbo. Yeah, he was a name that you saw on the weight room wall as a freshman. And then you saw the actual guy, and you thought there was no way. Right. I mean, his name's up there with all these huge linemen, you know, yeah, deadlifts, all these records, everything like that. And then you saw him, and couldn't believe it. I mean, for Flanagan, as great, you can't argue with his accolades, especially in track. But to me personally, baseball was his best sport. He was mid-80s as a pitcher, as a freshman. I actually got to play with him a couple times. I mean, I can't argue with his football going to Air Force, but I wish he would have stayed with baseball because he was something special. <laughs> he was a special talent at that game. So, it, yeah, it's – like I said, I mean, he's one of those guys – I mean, what do you weigh? Maybe like 210, something like that, in high school and was got fifth in the shot put uh, at the state. I mean, right behind – who we're going to actually get to. He knew how to use his mass. Yeah, I mean, he just, he looked the part. You know what I mean? And then, I I still, Flanagan and Dan Murphy next to each other as linebackers might have been the most terrifying thing that anybody could possibly look at. The Danimal. The Danimal, yeah, I mean. Dan Murphy's on a completely different list than this. uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, James was one of those guys that's like, you just, yeah, you were glad he was on your side. Let's just put it that way. Is that the most prestigious? Uh, I guess Travis Carroll had the the D one scholarship. Uh, Jake, the, and oh, yeah. Jake as well. So, football, I yeah, I mean it, it. It's one of those like he he got the opportunity to play at Air Force uh, out there. Is it? I wish I knew. Spring. I wish I knew better about like his other offers and everything, like mm-hmm. what he had. I think that's I, what he wanted to do. Though, I knew like he, Air, wa- yeah, yeah, he wanted to go to Air Force. That was, I think he turned down some other good offers to go there. It's a and, shame that the injury is what took him out. Mm-hmm. You know, having... Yeah, I mean, for me, 
And he was a good dude, just in general, from what I can remember. Like, every... Inter- Flag football legend. <laughs> For the most part, every t- every interaction I ever had with him, he, I mean, he just seemed like a good guy, very polite. And he really didn't, at least to my knowledge talk down or act down towards like underclassmen and stuff like that so still that he's still that way i was in his wedding he is still yeah he's a perfect dude perfect gentleman james flanagan number four on our list moving down to number three which i love i love this is andy fromanis so andy fromanis in high school six four Ish. 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 We'll call he- him Heavy 6'4". Heavy 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> we'll call Okay, so we'll call him 6'4". Three 300-plus pounds, but could move. Like, he was... I mean, he was quick and pretty fast for his size. Just an absolute... It, in my best shape, he could run me down and kill me. <laughs> well, but there's one story about... And maybe you can tell the story from the sidelines, but you remember the kick that he blocked... No, Nobody remembers that. I remember <laughs> there was a time when, I can't remember what it was, but I think he, like, checked himself into a game, <laughs> said, I'm going to block this kick, and then just, like, shoved over whoever was in front of him. No, that was Varsity Blues and Billy Bob. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking of, Billy Bob. <laughs> no, I remember the catch he caught in his face mask. While he caught there. But, yeah, Aiden is an absolute freak of nature. To be that big, that fast. I mean, still to this day. To this day. Three kids yeah. later, could still yeah. run me down and kill me. Well, he didn't have the kids. <laughs> no, but now, to but, this day, he yeah. can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it just on a football field, he just he would run over everyone. Both sides of the yeah. line. Yes. Every played, play of the game. Yeah, he was on both sides. He played tackle or guard, Dan. Guard or guard. Tackle? He was guard. guard. So yeah, he, we we would do a wedge whenever there was a, a QB sneak called. I would call the wedge. And the wedge was supposed to center on me, the center. It was never on me. It was always on Andy because there was no better person to go to, behind. To go behind because yeah. he would do the job of five people. I mean, we and we were talking about this earlier tonight. Some of the stories about Andy just he would take on two blockers, hold them, and then just reach out and grab the ball carrier anyway. Oh, yeah. Like that was a normal thing for Andy to do. Yeah. And then if he was on the offensive side, he would. He would lead the way. First down the field. And to, just, and just pick up any. I mean, he had a cow catcher on front. I mean, <laughs> he, would, he would pick up anybody and everybody and drag them with him down the field. I've never. Really, yeah. Know, just get behind him and run. I've just, never seen a guy dominate both sides of the ball like yeah. him, at least at the high school level. It's like, it was just unbelievable. And then, just more than football, I mean, he was a track guy. He threw, he was a shot putter. I mean, he quali- he was fourth in state, I believe. Off of off of when he threw his his technique for throwing was you take one step back to the middle of the ring and throw. It was there was no there was no turn, there was no spin, <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was no technique. There was no he, he, he muscled, man, yeah, he muscled the ball, a six there, a twelve pound shot, fifty six feet down down the. I mean, it was it was amazing. It, there was. Yeah, he's a yeah, freaking nature. J- that's all you can say. Like, I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> and Andy's a good friend of all of ours, pretty much in yeah. here. So we still talk to him a bunch, and it's like, man, how did he do half the stuff he did? I still don't know. No one will know. Like, he actually lined up a fullback a few times. Well, his freshman year, he was a, he was a fullback slash tailback. But oh, 
But to move him down the list, let's talk about the Lebanon punt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he does, yes, his he punt has to be. one time, <laughs> and I outran that punt. And if I outran a punt, you were in trouble because I was the slowest person on the football field by far. Uh, yeah, I heard Peter, 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 which is what you yelled when the, the punt was really high. And it was a six-yard punt. I that, yeah. <laughs> but it, was, it was beautiful, Andy. So punting is not what he's on this list for at all. But, you know, good story. Yeah. yeah. It's a great well, you story. Gotta keep, you got to keep him grounded, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to keep him grounded. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy, Andy from Hunnis, number three on our list. And then, you know, at my discretion, I made a last-minute switch. Number two is going to be Clay Hamlin. Ooh. Number two is going to be... Against the grain. I, mean, I, yeah. I agree. Controversial. I agree. We're going to go with Clay Hamlin at number two. And no, Clay... That. Yeah, Clay grew up with they, us all. And he's... We we knew how good of an athlete he was before he got say, to high school. For the record, my entire life at every sport, he's been the best. <laughs> <laughs> From Little League and everything. He's, uh, he's the a, best athlete, yeah. On a personal note, too... Clay Hamlin was the first person I met moving to Danville. Aww. Aww. Very sentimental, Brandon. No cry in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rode my bus. No, the, the, the best, the, the, my favorite he drove athletic, the bus. athletic <laughs> he story the bus. of Clay Hamlin is him sprinting down the sideline in the dome against North Putt in my senior year. They throw a pass. He runs out, sees this pass that he can, he can catch it and tip it back in. Is out of bounds, I don't know, six feet or something, two yards, and tips it back into another person on this list that wasn't even able to comprehend <laughs> what, what was play was doing, <laughs> and to Jake Powers, and Jake dropped the ball. It was it was would have been an interception, the, the freak athletic play, and Jake Jake didn't even understand what was going on. That was unreal. That's Clay Hamlin. So my my story is so my sophomore year we're playing at Frankfurt Case Arena. And Frankfurt had 6'6", Brandon Crone, who ended up going to Butler and playing basketball for Butler. Uh, he's going down down the court. Crone gets ahead of him. And Crone's going to th- throw it down. He's, he's going to – and Clay tracks him down, goes up with him toe-to-toe. To toe and six just one block. versus 6'7". No, 6'1 seven. is very generous. Well, yeah, he yeah, was 5'10 yeah, yeah. at best. Now. Clay? Clay was 5'10". Oh, he was over best. six foot. No way. Really, wow. No five, way. 5'10", 5'11". Versus Brandon Crump. Crump 6'6". Six, six, six. Easy. And he just goes up and just stuffs him at the rim. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So that that's my Clay Hamlin story well, about I, how, just how freak of an athlete. I've got some Clay Hamlin him. stories. And the thing is, I have no business commenting on any other sports <laughs> besides like the ones that I played. But... Just watching from like the band section, <laughs> him playing basketball was extremely impressive. I mean, the two things I can think of were at Brebuff, I think that was my senior year and his senior year. Yep. And just watching him take over the game uh, against another really highly talented athlete, I thought. Mario Swope. Yeah, Swope? I mean, yeah. yeah, Brebuff was pretty good that year. And the game just deteriorated into Clay Hamlin every time down the court, isolation one on one. And just him taking and doing right. whatever he wanted. All game, like it was so impressive. And then the other thing is the alley oop, which I think a lot of you guys other uh, remember. You know, <laughs> that was the craziest, most one of the most athletic things I've seen on a Danville basketball court ever. So yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone's got their, everyone's got their Clay Hamlin yeah. story. My Clay Hamlin story. <laughs> 
Truth or legend <laughs> is when he was in Georgetown, and <coughs> supposedly he gave up a touchdown for the other team to go ahead, and in the next kickoff, he returned it all the way back for the game winner. That's, yeah. that And we talked about this. That's a very, like, clay thing to do. Like, he's so mad, probably so mad at himself. He's like, nah, yeah, I'm going to do this. So, but, I mean, he was a uh, three-sport guy, football, basketball, uh, track. I think he was a long jump or high jump guy. I don't know. He could have probably done either one. Yeah, easily. Anything he wanted to do. He could have played shot. baseball, probably. He should have played baseball. Could have played golf. And... Was probably a great swimmer. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had gills. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like I said, we all grew up with Clay. So, we know, I mean, we kind of understood kind of what was going to happen when he got to high school so that was one of those kind of fun things just to see him kind of just develop into this great high school athlete and it's just like he did some just freakish things like just freakish things so is anything and anyone? on the sake of this list when we talk about just pure athleticism he may have my vote or just, you know... I think he probably would have yeah. my vote. As an because, athlete. Well, just Stu, as a, Stu said it was an executive decision last second. Last second. I a mean, lot of us had him. There was a lot of criteria class. that went into this, not just from the athletic standpoint, like how, how you know... How many sports you played. Uh, yeah, you know. if you're a multi-sport athlete, how successful you were at those sports, and just, you know, it's it was a hard list to put together. We probably spent, what, maybe a good hour well, just, I mean, yeah, days, days, before, days and hours, weeks yeah. arguing. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah, we've this been arguing been, uh, for a while. Yeah, this I will is, say one thing about Clay, having played with him in basketball since third grade, he made everything easier for everyone else around him on the basketball court. Well, yeah, he just drew so much I, attention. I never played football with him. I played a little bit of baseball with him. But as a basketball player, he was completely dominant in the fact that he drew all the other teams' attention and made it easier for people like me and anybody else who played with him yep. to have success while on the court. Yeah, so for, number two on our list, Clay Hamlin. I mean, I hope hope he listens to this at some point. So you got our Shankopotamus from the Arizona Punter. Wow. Andy's went higher. It's true. <laughs> I'll give you that much. But, so... We have come. So we've come to number one on our list. It was. I agree with number one. We have we have some Everyone agree. Had him in the yeah, top five, I mean. yeah. No, he was in the top two. Top three. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, no, number yeah, one on our list is Matt Scott, brother of Nick Scott, who is actually number six on our list. But Matt was a three-sport athlete: football, basketball, baseball. He was a starting quarterback. He was a shooting guard. He pitched and was played shortstop on the baseball was team. Arguably the best hitter on the team as well. And what? Four hole. Yeah. Four hole. Fourth hitter uh, in the batting order. It's like when you like when you put together a like just an athlete like that. Those are the positions they play. You know what I mean? I mean, like you said earlier, maybe as an athlete he's not as a natural athlete, but. He made your brother an all-state receiver. He played shooting guard. Was very good. He pitched and played shortstop in baseball. I mean, he he, he did was he was the most important position on every single right. level there's, there's he played physicality at. Physicality and then there's 
athletic knowledge, like your, yeah. your yeah. wisdom, maybe. Well, and Matt Scott excelled at, at both of those. I mean, he was a wagon wheels when he would run down the field in football. <laughs> he wasn't the fastest fella in the world, but he, I mean, he knew where to be. I mean, football yeah. wise. He knew exactly where to be, and and and, and like you said, throw. he kicked and punted. Yeah, right. so yeah, and, and I was, I was just and about to mention safety that. on occasion. When yeah, the he played both ways when he had to. I, we didn't look it up, but he may still have the longest punt in state finals history. I mean, Possibly, <laughs> this, and that's this, the thing. Like, like this is the type of weird type of stats. He's just a like Brandon freak. said. I mean, he, excuse me, he was our punter and kicker. He actually was all state as a punter. Had a actually a full ride to go somewhere as a punter. Uh, he holds the school record for punt average in a game and in a season. He holds the basketball record for three point percent field goal percentage in a game. He went eight for ten uh, in a game. Uh, I forget who it was against, but it's like he just he did it all. Like I don't know how to explain it other than that. And I guess my Matt Scott story was, I remember so he was the kickoff guy, but it was also the safety guy. So he'd be the last one back just in case they broke through. And they broke through down the sideline one game. And this guy thought he was going to, I don't know, run Matt over or try to get by him or not. And Matt just met him on the sideline and truck sticked him. I don't know why like he just tried to truck a 210-pound dude. I, I don't I don't know what the runner was trying to do, but Matt Scott just pancaked him and, like, he, and didn't budge. And you know what? Matt was probably smiling through it all. <laughs> he was, yeah, he probably just had his little laugh and just you know ran off the field. <laughs> and that I guess that's my Matt Scott story as far as Danville Athletics go. Although I did have another one. It wasn't the game he went 8 for 10, but it was over at Zinesville, and it was his senior year, and he, you know, kind of, he hit a three early on, and then he hit a second three, and then he started just inching his way back away from the three-point line, and he hit one that's a little deeper. And then, so after the third one, you know, the Zinesville coach is probably thinking, someone's going to guard this guy? And then Matt stepped back like five feet beyond the arc, and hit another one, and I just remember looking over at the Zinesville student section, and they all just had their arms thrown up like this, like shaking their head, like what do we do against this guy? It's like does it, if he's going to shoot from five feet beyond the arc all the time, I mean, what are we supposed to do? So, I, I, Matt Scott was just yeah, he. I, I don't think I appreciated he what he did so until after good high school. At everything he did. Yes. Like, he might not have had the accolades. He might not have had the records, but everything he did, he made the team better. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, that's and like I said, I I didn't really think about it until after I graduated high school of like how good he was. I'll say the best thing, what made Matt Scott so great, especially at baseball, was just his lack of caring. <laughs> if he if he failed, like yeah. he just didn't care. That's what made him such a great baseball player. So what? Somebody hits a home run, just give me the ball. I'm gonna get the next guy out. Yep. Basketball. So what if I missed? I'm just gonna shoot the next one. I can't really speak to football because I only watched him from the stands. But right. As a, I mean, seven years after he played his last baseball game, he helped a team that I played for in a college summer league win a title because he came out. <laughs> Threw a complete game, didn't care. I think he hit that game too. Probably. And just probably like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll win a game and we'll go and we'll be good. We'll just be it because that's Matt Scott. He could probably now come out and hit 
seven threes in a pickup game and win. But it's just how he is. His his lack of really caring about his failure propelled him to be such a good athlete on the other side because his successes went so high. In the there, same extent that we put Lance on the list, this is why Matt's number one. Yeah. Because he's good. I mean, he's so... He's so crafty at what he does. I mean, he's... You take Matt Scott versus any other athlete on this list in a boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> and I would take Matt Scott ten times out of ten. I just just the gut feeling. <laughs> that was the tipping point. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint, nod, nod. So, yeah, I mean, this was a fun list to put together. I mean, obviously, we, we had a lot of debate over this. <laughs> It almost came to blows, I think, at one point, possibly. But it, the debate should have been actually on the podcast, but we wanted to keep it family friendly. Yes, we're and a family under friendly. A, you know, an hour and a half. <laughs> I think we're getting close. Yeah, yeah. We didn't go as long as you think. I promise. <laughs> it, it feels that way, but when you're doing it, we go really fast. But like I said, this was a fun list to put together. We're gonna put a, a female list together at some point. Uh, we'll have uh, Jess get in on that as well. We'll try to get. Get a few others to come up with the list from uh, the da- Danville uh, girls athletes. Uh, but like I said, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad these guys did it home for the holidays and everything like that. So I'm glad we could get together and do this. I'm glad they did do it. Um, and I'm glad I don't have to edit a whole lot. Thank you, gentlemen, for all of that. Dave, drop it. Very good. No. And don't do where it. we start cursing. <laughs> But this uh, ends another edition of Warrior Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, give us some feedback. If there's anybody that you feel like should have been left on, should have been on this list, please let us know. What we did is we basically did everyone from the 99, 2000 year. That was what I have deemed the Coach Barber era. That was his first year here. So from 99, 2000 on, and we excluded um, current athletes as well. But if there's anybody on that you felt like we uh, left off this list, please let us know. Again, you can find us at at Warrior Talk Pod on Twitter, and then we also have our Facebook page as well. Uh, just hit us up. So, everybody, thank you. Anything else, fellas? Merry Theme Christmas. song from Dave coming soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not. Professional artist. <laughs> Pre- professional, professional. Oh, yeah. Professional right. Dave coming soon. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>